Welcome to Momentum Africa. I'm your host, Hashim Meki. Our show features African leaders that are shifting the paradigms in their fields. We explore themes of leadership, economic development, current challenges, and how these leaders are providing innovative solutions to be catalysts of change in their communities. Here at Momentum Africa, we understand that there are no panacea to all problems. And this is why we examine the following topics. The influence of past and current leaders, economic development, philanthropy, culture, and health within the continent of Africa. Good afternoon, wherever you are. In this episode, we welcome Coach Fofo to Momentum Africa. Coach Fofo is a former professional soccer player from Togo who have been playing soccer professionally for almost 20 years, splitting his time between teams in Europe and Togo. In 2010, Coach Fofo established a non-profit soccer organization titled Elite Soccer Youth Development Academy. So welcome, Coach Fofo, to Momentum Africa. Uh, hello, Coach Fofo. Welcome to Momentum Africa uh, podcast show. Thank you, and I thank you for having me on your uh, podcast show. Would you mind telling us and the viewers uh, who is Coach Fofo? Coach Fofo, uh, was named, uh, was born uh, 20, May 20, 1967 in Togo. And in my early age, uh, like uh, every African, uh, we don't have ability to play. You know, uh, we had to be outside and vent our own playtime. And uh, I'm coming from a large family, family of uh, uh, 10 kids. And then grew up in my neighborhoods. I cannot tell say we, 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 we don't have anything, but we're also happy. We are very happy because, you know, our parents make uh, a way for us to be happy because we we do things we want to do. And then we we have the whole neighborhood, the whole village was uh, watching us. So we don't have a, a right to do any mistake because uh neighbor can, can correct you and take your hand and bring you back home and your parents can beat you. So growing up, I was a very a good, a, a good, a good boy. And then, and to, you know, I start, uh, doing what I love to do. Of course, I go to school and then soccer. It was my early ages, you know, things uh, God has blessed me to do. And then I do it to today. I was playing soccer too. So I love soccer. So since you uh, started uh, playing soccer at that early age, so what uh, inspired you to become a coach? I know you have a, a nonprofit by the name ACEDA, uh, Elite Soccer uh, Youth Academy here in the greater Washington, D.C. area. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do, how you came to pursue what you're pursuing for the community? Uh, first of all, I would like to go to the beginning of your question. Uh, like who inspired me to be a coach? I was have a lucky among uh, more than 200 kids uh, first to be picked up after playing in my neighborhood and then playing, uh, you know, on, on uh, my college, my high school team, uh, at, at uh, elementary in the middle school, and then play on my high school team. And I will speak up with uh, a team who's my neighborhood, uh, my city, who my brother also play for. So I was lucky to pick up one day. We we been around playing, and then they need somebody to join to the team to play, and they call me and I come over there and I play. So that day they never let me go. They just give me the license, and I become officially joining the first division club. Who I started with the U15 all the way to uh, senior. 
So quickly, I jump to the national team for the US, you know, U16 team who 1980, who I'll be able to select and play my first international game in Nigeria in Sulurele Stadium. And that day, uh, we lose the game and Nigeria was qualified to go to the China, the, the World Cup under 16 in China. So I never lose hope and I will continue working hard. And then the following year, I was again selected to national team under 20, and who I work hard, and then we went to, uh, we won our all game, and then we 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 went to uh, the World Cup 1987 in Chile of Santiago. And come back after the World Cup, I had to travel, have a chance to be known by any team, another team in France, Europe, who called me. So I joined that team, and from then my La career soccer life beginning. So I playing uh, to aging 19 all the way to 35 before uh, I retired. But, and then uh, the way I love soccer, I say, there's no way I can I can get away from the soccer. So I had to become a coach. And I also be inspired by my coach, who, whose name is Antonio Oscar, who took me uh, since I was a younger guy, uh, believe in me, training me very hard, uh, you know. So I learned from that coach. I learned the way he coached, the way inspired me, the way inspire other uh, friends around me. Uh, he's the one who gave me hope to become a coach. And when I become a coach, and I, I was a very good because I love my job. I love be coaching. I love to help in the kid. I love to uh, be around uh, kids to support them, a mentor, and father, friends, and to build something. And after I finished my career uh, in Europe, and I had to travel to yeah, USA, and then uh, my new journey, uh, you know, beginning. So I started first uh, teaching course uh, soccer in the neighborhood, and then trying to show myself to people about what I know to do. And it gradually, it started getting bigger until we had to go and create uh, uh, the ESIDA, who was the elite youth soccer, uh, you know, uh, academy, uh, who had been not profit. Uh, that non-profit uh, we call ECDA, the Elite Soccer Youth Development Academy. So from 1999, 20 to present, uh, that is something you know we've been doing. I've been doing, uh, and then we grow. Uh, we grow very well, and uh, we have about 300 kids in our program, uh, and they start growing up. And then right now we just start a couple of weeks ago our spring season, and then we're gonna be working through the summer and make sure uh, all the kids coming out so to get training and then we can have a phone and make sure uh, kid, kids are happy. That's my goal. I wanna make sure the kids are happy playing soccer, socializing, make a friend, and then we give them a hope. So you, you seems like you have a long journey before you uh, came here and uh, both playing soccer internationally and for Togo. So, yeah. and I've seen you on the field training those uh, children. It's just very admirable and very inspiring to, uh, so the community here is lucky to have you for, uh, you know, all the talent that you gained playing soccer uh, internationally and for your country, Togo. Of course, Togo is uh, a country in, in West Africa. So would you like to tell our viewers a little bit about uh, your country, Togo, just in case people might not know where Togo is? Yeah, Togo, Togo is a small, a small country in West Africa between the Benin and the Ghana. Uh, we are about, about 56 kilometers uh, from the south to the north. And we, at those days today, we might be have like a set seven or eight million uh, people in population. Togo is very diverse. Uh, we speak uh, 
Uh, our parents were speaking beginning on the Germany. Then after the Germany lost the world, uh, you know, the world wars, uh, the French and the British uh, came back to and take it over uh, Togo and the Togo will become colonized by French people and we begin speaking French. Uh, Togo is very, uh, uh, a country who people are very lovely, lovely people. They are welcome people. We, we, we give a choice to people in Togo. Um, uh, we have a language as a Mina, uh, Ewe, uh, Kabye, Kotokoli, uh, so many dialects, but the most of us speaking in a, in, a, in a city in the South is the Ewe and the Mina, and a, of course French. Uh, but believe me, Togo people know how to welcome people. And then when you go to Togo, when you visit Togo, you're not gonna go, you're not, not gonna like to go to, to live because you know you feel like you're home because uh, Togo people know how to welcome people. It's the only problem we have since uh, about 15, 52 years now uh, is the political side. Togo is a very dictatorial country who uh, the power was transferred to the, to the, from the father to the son. And then the freedom is not respect, is no job. Uh, everything is shared among people who own the power. If you are not among people who own the power, your life is miserable. The, it's the only thing we have, we have now concrete and we wish those things could be changed. So the freedom and then uh, uh, whatever Togo have as a resource to be shared among the Togolese people. Uh, so we can improve uh, education, we can improve uh, you know, technology, we can bring uh, the young guys, the young kids to be know about the technology, explore a lot of stuff, uh, you know, improve on education, uh, build up a new facility, school, especially on the healthcare. Believe me, and on those days, if you, you seek in Togo, your parents or your family member don't have the money, you will die because the hospital is not good. There's no any infra infrastructure on the health side. So we have a long way to go. But uh, besides, Togo is a, is a good country. We will have to visit Togo and uh, uh, taste that experience. I definitely have a couple of friends, uh, platform from uh, Togo and a couple others. It's, uh, so great that uh, Togo has all this to give the world and uh, Africans, uh, of course. And thank you for bringing those number of languages spoken in Togo, but yeah. French is the main language um, from yeah. Sudan. You know, it's just very diverse communities and different language, and that's what makes us strong. So thank you. Asida, going back to Asida, uh, since you've started Asida, how has the community here received you and whether there have been any challenges uh, for this uh, amazing nonprofit uh, doing this incredible community work to nourish our children? I know you, you not only doing soccer but you also have an academy that you nurture people uh, i mean these children uh, from this age uh, five to age 19 with uh you provide them resources education wise and otherwise so that they can also nurture beside their uh soccer uh, skills on the uh, on the field so can you explain a little if there's yeah, been uh, any challenges and how the community have received you yeah the community received me i can say the beginning was not easy like for everything in the life uh people had to trust you people had to know you and then from then but i begin i be lying i'm not lying to you it was so many criticizing stuff people who come to me been seeing me like oh i'm a lazy guy i don't want to do anything or oh, i'll call myself coach i want I, i'm always going to be around the kids and then then gradually people start seeing something a change on the the kid life and the family life and then uh, god hand was on um, this program 
and everything everything just changed. We begin this program with uh, maybe 20 kids uh, to 300 plus kids today, but it was also the hard work I put on it. I believe I don't have any life, and I also lucky to have a, a woman who uh, you know who support me, my family who support me, uh, you know, being going up and come down, up and down, give everything I have, sacrifice all my life to be establish this organization. So I thank God for for that. But today, the CIDA have a different view in the community because uh, kids today can work proudly. Kids can work now, heads up, uh, and being called as a good citizen. Uh, we have an CIDA uh, combined education and a sport, but 95% honorable students in our program, and it's, and it's keeping increasing because, you know, uh, we're just using the soccer as a bridge to elevate our kids to the education. Uh, besides soccer, it's either providing a high quality education at the term of civic engagement, SAT prep, math class, uh, entrepreneurial, uh, coding class, uh, uh, resume building, uh, business creation. Uh, we give, we distribute foods. Uh, we've been uh, assistance uh, for uh, rental assistance, uh, uh, census provider. We do so many things in our community to connect our parents through the society and all through to the, the, the community got the government to know uh, so our parents can know exactly what's going on on the, on the on the community. So ESIDA is the more than just soccer. We're not just a soccer academy, but we beyond doing more multiple tasks in the community to make sure the next generation it was more powerful, know exactly what they want. Uh, we assure our parents we want their kids when they graduate from college, high school, they should not go to small college but they should go to the big four-year furnished college so they can become a, a, a good a citizen and a, a people who cannot drag themselves to go to community college. Because I'm not sure community college is not good, but our goal for them is to go to any four-year uh, scholarship college, university, so they can graduate and have a good job and uh, support their family. So CIDA is there. We're working hard. We're not perfect, but we are working hard to be, be perfect and make sure our kids in the community is happy, parents are happy. And then uh, we have so many other programs, like a parent and a staff, you know, parent, kids, staff day, who we, we come uh, and then we drop everything. The parent will come and the kid will come. We play together, have a cookout. Uh, we have a back to school event who we do the pulling, the kid gonna be on the water and we supply backpacks for our kid to go to school. Uh, we have a health fair event. We provide you know, health screening to the whole community. Uh, we, we have so many program in our hand and you know, to make sure uh, the parent, the kid who live our community to well informed by what the government are providing, what the government has given, and also what the academy is make sure everybody at the same page. So uh, the happiness, uh, because I know in my um, in Togo, uh, a proverb say it take the whole village to raise a child. So uh, it take the whole community come together, agree one only purpose to behind the kid to raise them so they can achieve what we want them to achieve. So those kind of old uh, proverb and old mentality we bring from Africa to edu continue educate our kids here in the community. And to finish, a cedar is very diverse. We have a white, we have a black, we have a brown, we have a Chinese. Name it, Jewish people. We have all everybody very centralized in a cedar because soccer also is a world sport. Who don't have a uh, a barrier for language? We only have one word of communication 
the ball. The soccer ball can make people who even don't come from this, the same house can speak and be agreed on want a joy, happiness, and explore. Indeed, soccer is the international uh, sport, and I like the way you put it that it's the one language which is the uh, the ball that unite everyone. I've always wondered how you know people from all walks of life, especially playing in Europe, speaking different languages, play together. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm very much uh, you know impressed about the work you do, how inclusive the community you serve but also how you connect, you are connecting it back to the, your home of origin in Africa. And I very much like the proverb that you brought that it takes a village, which is a, a classic African uh, you know, Probably. saying that yeah. you cannot do it by yourself. So a bright future, it will be uh, under your leadership. And uh, so that being said, uh, you mentioned Togo. So are you able to uh, give back to the community in Togo? Are you be able to work to inspire and empower other uh, youth in West Africa and particularly in Togo, given this uh, success that you've had here with inspiring uh, youth uh, through uh, ASIDA? Yes, of course, uh, since 2019, uh, we'll be trying to uh, translate in to change ASIDA to become international. Uh, we started to furnish a different organization in Togo by sending the shoes, old soccer, jersey, old soccer ball to different community to empower them. And then we all start organizing the tournament for different uh, category of uh, player over there. And then in 2020, uh, who was a year of death, who was a year of a COVID installation, but uh, we also continue working. So our first uh, soccer academy, the way to open the door in the Benin, in the Lokosa, in the, in the community of Lokosa, who we, we have a CEDA uh, Benin over there, working very hard. We have over 20, 20, 20 22 uh, player in the dorm. Uh, you know, living over there, go to school and uh, practicing. Uh, in Togo, we have a project now we are going. It's only like I told you, the government just blocked us to not give us our license. Since uh, almost a year, we applied to have a license so we can walk and we don't have a license, but uh, we have a ton of material we send to Africa so we can empower African kids because believe me, uh, African kids don't need a whole lot to be give you whatever you ask them to give you. So uh, we'll be very supportive uh, to the African, you know, in Africa. Where our presence is there now, we are going to Uganda. We're going to be going to Uganda. Even if you, you go to Tanzania, wherever you're going to go, uh, we're going to work in with you. We are re receiving so many demands in the African continental because today we are very lucky. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and a website, make sure we are very visible in the continental of Africa. So people are calling us to come and partnership with them and work together. Even in Europe, France. We are working genetically with a, a club, the first division club in France called the FC Nantes, who we align ourselves uh, a couple months coming now. We're going to be sitting down and sign with the, the, the first division uh, Premier League club so we can we can continue to do things to empower here in America and also in Africa, in, in Europe. So CEDA have a good mindset uh, to give a hope to Africa kids. So... Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, you will see all those pictures. We are doing a great, a great stuff in Africa. Uh, who we also now, uh, any anybody who's ready to work on any any country in Africa, we are ready to put a seed over there and we work connected with those people and make sure uh, the African kids also have a share of uh, what we are getting here in the United States of America and the rest of the world. 
So you're going international and expanding. That's uh, covering this er- all these areas that you mentioned. So that being said, what is the take? What would you like uh, at the end of the day when Acida has uh, succeeded beyond your imagination? What would you like Acida to be? Uh, like I told you, uh, we continue growing up. We now uh, attend our limit now. Sky don't have a limit. First of all, Sky don't have a limit. Uh, we're not done yet. We continue to improve ourselves continue to improve our, our relationship, build up a new you know, power, uh, you know, uh, uh, a money power, because uh, at the end of the day, whatever we're trying to do, if we don't have any solid network who can generate a lot of money to pay for all those programs, to pay for all those services, we can go far away. So we're going to be grateful to thank uh, the county of Montgomery County who will be supported for ECDA over six, seven years. Uh, be giving us, uh, uh, you know, subvention, you know, uh, uh, grants every year, and the other uh, organization who are giving some money to provide different education. Uh, we also looking to go to the World Bank and uh, contact some other corporation to give us a chance to continue and leverage the work in Africa because Africa is going to be the future. So uh, we want to succeed on those lines. But I'll finish succeeding. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to be happy. I will say what God give, God give it to me to me. To, to do for him. And I'll say, okay, uh, I accomplished that. And I also, I make sure uh, we do everything genetically. We do with respect. We do with, uh, uh, you know, our heart and our soul. Make sure we don't make any mistake. Mistake is a part of the life, but we want to do the right thing and make sure we continue to do the right thing. So tomorrow, it should be the bright future for a CEDA organization and the rest of our people who are going to be among a CEDA. So you also uh, do some other uh, social work here besides uh, soccer and uh, the, ac- the academic uh, activities that you do, one of which I came across an article that talks about your uh, involvement with immigration and uh, the support of the community during those uh, hard times. So can you speak a little about your role in uh, defending um those who are in need of your services, uh, immigration-wise, and what if if you can uh, if you can elaborate more on that? Yes, uh, as a, a, every community, you all know uh, uh, people will have an immigration issue. So it come to me being also immigrant. You live in the community, we would know people who also have those kind of problem. And sometimes people don't want to talk about it, but I have a chance to be working with Casa. Uh, Casa uh, is an organization who fight for all the immigrants in here in Montgomery County and across uh, all the nation. Uh, I've been working and I'm a part of the board of director of CASA. CASA, and then what we do, we also support our immigrant community, make sure what people have a problem, we're gonna be there for them. We make sure uh, people also have the freedom. And so it's a lot of work uh, and then we hope uh, President Biden now is working to bring a change up for the immigration policy. Uh, that one will be make sure the 11 million, including myself, living in this uh, country in the shadow, uh, to be have a bright future, to be ha- have a bright day, so people can be free and do whatever they're gonna do and be part of this country totality. So uh, be involved in the community through immigration, or is is a way or to totally to support my community because we want everybody to be equal. You don't see somebody crying and then you, you're happy and then you think so you, you are doing better. No, it's not a God love. God give us love, so can love your neighbor as a way you love yourself. So some people today in, in our community cannot even have a two or three meals a day. The kids also. So we have to make sure we stretch our hand to each other. We support each other. 
on those hard times so our community to be strong and I see the smile and everybody faces in the community. That's what is driving me every day when I wake up. I say, thank God to wake me up today. Let me change somebody's life. Let me empower somebody's life. Let me bring somebody to something some, to somebody's life. What I think is everybody is thinking that we will have a perfect community to live. And then when my neighbor is crying, I'm going to cry with him. When my neighbor is smiling, you'll see me beside him smiling. So those kind of community we want to live. And then we, some of us also have that kind of God willing and God is pushing us to work on that kind of direction. And then you, I can't refuse, I can't reject my call. That's my call. I had to fulfill with the God help. So I want to, I just want to see my community to be a place everybody can be free and smile and, and get close to each other, black, brown, yellow, red. We can connect and make sure those kind of connections reflect on our kid life, period. So you're calling to educate the community and defend them uh, so that we can all share the equal rights that every human being uh, cherish. So that's very honorable of you uh, to do. And uh, I believe the community is very grateful to have this kind of uh, leader who is inspiring and empowering and uh, a defender for these uh, human rights. That being said, we talk about all this Uh, obviously, you've gone through some challenges to be here. Uh, I'll bring this in hope that uh, sometimes we could learn from any set, uh, you know, setbacks or challenges that will overcome to be uh, successful people. So if you can mention uh, if you have any other uh, challenges or things that you've worked through that you have uh, learned from them, so that our young uh, community members that we uh, coach and you coach uh, and the one that we seek to empower could learn from your example, okay, this is how you overcome. Maybe uh, they can learn from it too. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you life is not is not easy life, but we always fall down and then we get up every day. Uh, even he, uh, uh, our savior, he was went to the cross, but he had to come down from the cross and go to the grid. And then after three days, he raised up. But it's the same, it's part of everybody's life. Nothing is not easy. Even if you, you see in this life, people who have money and their kids also spoiling those kids they don't they don't they don't succeed in their life because it will come a change it will come a time in time of their life maybe their parents will die all the rich the all the the goods they have might be disappear what they learn when they are young because growing up they have everything easy so i believe come to this country who i love i love we say i love united of america because you know you cannot be a lazy man and come to this country this country teach you how to put the hard work. Sometimes it's not easy. Believe me, my journey started sometime like at 3 a.m. or sometime I can sleep and I wake up at 3 a.m. and never get back to sleep. And that time I start working. That time I start putting project on the black and the white. So my, my uh, suggestion or advice to the younger guys coming is to put the hard work because when you work hard, you always succeeding. Hard work will always pay. So, and then sometimes it not might be happen or might be go through that way the way you want it, but continue put the effort, continue working hard, and you will see one day people will appreciate whatever you work for. And that's what we are today. Uh, nobody's, no one is perfect, but we always work every day to try to, to put a smile on somebody's face, a change on somebody's life, and, and, and you know, straighten your hand to somebody and give a smile to someone who don't have a bad, you know, don't have a good day. So we are always on the call. When you know your call, you can do God's will. So it's a challenge, but I believe we also have the power to, the, the one who is above everybody, to overcome every situation. To do that, you have to be disciplined, know exactly what you want, set up a goal, and then start working on those goals to achieve it. Especially work very hard. Don't put the time of limit. And then also have a family 
who can support you to succeed, who achieve those goals you set up for yourself. Those advice I'm giving to the young generations coming, don't think so everything in this life going to be easy for you. Try three times before you can think about different ways to do it. especially for our uh, youth in Africa in yeah. many of the countries that uh, they might not have the opportunities so your advice would be the same for those two who are in the continent and uh, are struggling through life especially now we talk about covid-19 and uh, has this uh, epidemic in any way or fashion i mean what can you say about it as we conclude our thoughts what's your uh, take on whether there's been challenges what do you think need to happen uh, has the continent done the right thing togo obviously as african countries in terms of the pandemic uh, or what wh- what are your in your mind uh, as we conclude this uh, show Uh, uh, conclude the uh, interview and giving from uh, the COVID nineteen, you know, who came in and, and you know and and and, and shaking the whole world. Uh, my advice to people today who are going to be listening to, or to watching us to not play with the COVID nineteen. You know, urging people to not play with this disease is a real and it is killing people. It's taking people life, especially for those who living in African land today to continue everything they had to put in the front, washing hands, continue putting the mask. social distances the vaccine is around is so many confusing we don't know which one is right which one is a real which one is a fake one but uh, if we can respect those uh, rules we can save our continent we can save our people we can save our family but for here we are on the advanced con- you know in a country and today the vaccine is out people are taking the vaccine we trust the government we trust the world the vaccine can do can protect people or can protect you so uh, if you live in this country only go and take your vaccine and make sure you protect yourself and protect your lovely one who people around you you are welcome to join our soccer academy i believe you is the best soccer organization you can join in because we going to be there for you we going to be supporting you we we'll give you everything we have make sure you feel like a home and you succeed in your life and to finish discipline is also our motto key you want to succeed in life you have to learn how to be disciplined so if you you all have to have all those key life key skills join us and we can work together and grow for the future so uh we we in the community and we are waiting for everybody so we open now to summer And the summer is coming. We're going to do some free summer camp to accommodate the community and make sure we continue working day by day and make sure Esida is the right place for family and the community to join so the kids can play soccer and also have education we are providing. Thank you so much. Uh, where would people go to find you? And then we will uh, conclude. Okay, so if you want to find us, you can go to www.esyda.org. Esida.org. You can also find on the Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we also on the YouTube channel Esida Soccer. Uh, we also have uh, our broadcast Esida broadcast. We we, we broadcast in every other week. Thank you so much, uh, and I'm very honored to have uh, talked to you about this. And we would like to also thank our uh, listeners for tuning in, for uh, listening to uh, Coach Fofo, and uh, we hope to see you in the future. Thank you so, much. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to give me Avenue, our view to know my book is coming soon. Coach Fofo life story to out. Thank you. Anytime. I'm honored to have Thanks. you. Thanks. Thank you so much.